From RealGhostStoriesOnline.com, I am Tony Bruschi, and this is Real Ghost Stories Online, part two of our interview today with Vivian Campbell, author of the book, Stalked by Spirits. We heard all sorts of crazy tales uh, last week with her, and we got more. This woman has got some stories to tell. And uh, she, of course, details a lot of them in her book. We talk about a lot of them uh, today on part two of our interview with her. Do check out her book. She has actually two of them out now, and she's working on some future ones. You can get it uh, on Amazon, all major bookstores uh, as well that have uh, a copy of the book. And, of course, we'll put a link up on our website at realghoststoriesonline.com. Before we get into part two of our interview, uh, let's uh, remind you to subscribe. Press the subscribe button right there. That will... Make sure that you get all future episodes of the show delivered directly to you. You don't want to miss out on that. And please do share the show. Uh, share it on social media. Share a link to our YouTube page or our website, Real Ghost Stories Online. And then email me a screenshot of where you shared it. You just email Tony, T-O-N-Y, at realghoststoriesonline.com. And I will reply back to you with a link to a bonus episode of our show just for you as a big thank you for sharing the love. That's what helps us get more followers. That's what helps us grow our show every single week. And we thank you dearly for doing that. So let's now go back to part two of our interview with Vivian Campbell, uh, author of the book Stalked by Spirits. And let's, let's talk a little bit about... Uh, traveling ghosts this is something you brought up briefly uh, in last week's episode about ghosts that that you had in your home that just seemed to kind of come and kind of go almost like you were, uh, you know, a days in, uh, you know, for for ghosts. Can ghosts do that? that that's that's the bigger question, because I'm thinking if if you have to wait till you're a ghost to, to go out and see America, travel the country. Okay, I could I could deal with that if you can travel around and, and see the world or see the country. Is that something that you think ghosts do? I don't know. I just know that on the first landing of my stairway was the vortex, and uh, everybody knew it. You could feel things come in and out there. It didn't. It looked kind of spooky, but we always said that was the vortex. And um, some of my ghosts used to bring dates to our Christmas party. That's all I can say. We had this one little old man show up for um, my kids who were having a Halloween party. It was during the dates when they were small. And uh, they had their candy out and their costumes. And this man, this little old man appeared. He was smoking a pipe and he was sitting on my couch. And I and two of the other moms who were spirit sensitive also saw him, so I'm not crazy. And he sat there watching the kids with this benevolent sm smile, just watching them you know, mm -hmm. Easter candy. We thought, well, whatever. Well, he disappeared. I thought, okay, he's one of our traveling ghosts. Then he popped up again. We had a, a Christmas party. Well, he popped in for the Christmas party, uh, <laughs> and he brought a date because there were three new ghosts there. I don't know who they were. <laughs> I just ignored them because um, we had a room full of people. Most of these people were not aware that we had ghosts. I was just going to uh, ask you. I they were you, the wall flyers. Were, were, they, 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 all they, all, they all stayed by the side of the wall. <laughs> these wall flowers watching us. <laughs> so so when, when you're seeing these things and these people that are there, uh, is this something that, that everyone is able to see or just folks who are sensitive to them that are able to see them in that sort of a detail? You know, I think people can sense ghosts uh, 
more than they realize. They just don't understand what they're sensing. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't, risk, I don't write it off as being some sort of a, of a magical, mystical thing. I can't do math. Other people can't. You know, they have sure. the gift, okay? okay. <laughs> I happen to be able to sense those. Sure. So that's about the way I see it. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, so some people will, will sense them, and when they can, they'll let me know. That's why I never would tell anyone that the house was haunted. Mm-hmm. Another one of my favorite stories, I um, was uh, up in North Carolina for um, a couple of weeks helping a, a friend move, and um, my older daughter came back from camp, and she was at the house, so I had a friend of mine who had an adult daughter uh, stay at her house, uh, you know, just to stay with them until I got back. Well, this girl who stayed with them was about 22, 23, she heard the house was haunted. I'd known them for four or five years. I guess she didn't take it seriously because in the middle of the night, 11 o'clock, she texted me. She said, do you know that you have ghosts? Oh, my God. So I texted her back. I said, did you turn the lights off? And she said, well, yeah. She said, oh, my gosh, there's like this, this woman high-heeled shoes are walking up and down the hallway and up and down the stairs. And I looked in your mirror, and there's like this woman looking in the mirror. I said, turn on the TV. Turn on the lights. Leave them on. Otherwise, you're going to have the ghost. And one of my funniest things. So, again, this girl didn't even realize that she was spirit sensitive. But, boy, she sure knew it after she stayed in my house. And after that, she used to come to any ghost hunts we would have in my house. And, oh, she had this little app on her on her phone that could <laughs> had beeps if there were ghosts. You know, she'd walk around looking for the ghost bleeps. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's hilarious. I'm not allowed to use that anymore. Uh, no. I, I, I have that. And my wife says, nope, that creeps me out too much because it will literally give you words sometimes. And yep, so, and, yep. She and, had the whole thing. Yeah, and sometimes it it's creepy because it'll be like fairly on to what the conversation may be or what's going on. And it's like, well, how does it know that? What is going on? Here. I I think they're pretty funny because I usually know when the ghosts are around. Mm-hmm. So to me, I'll just look and I go, yep, yep, that looks about right. And uh, there was one time we were standing in my dining room, which was one of the more haunted rooms. Well, the whole house was haunted, but they like to congregate there. And I remember we had about eight different bleeps come up. Mm-hmm. She was freaking out. Oh, my God, they're all around us. I'm like, yeah, they're always around. You know, they're just the eavesdrop. <laughs> they're <Yeah>. annoying. <laughs> Do you think there are more children out there that have become ghosts than adults, or is that more more prevalent out there than than the adult ghost? Because th- that seems to be the ones that I'm hearing more accounts of than anything. I've encountered quite a few children in different places I've gone, but I wouldn't say more than adult ghosts. No? Okay. Uh, I would say I probably pick up more adult ghosts. Uh, the little girl that was in our house was just absolutely one of my favorites, and I guess it's because I'm a kid person. Mm-hmm. I, I love, love children. I teach. I'm a parent to all my kids, you know, friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I really, really, I'm very maternal, and sure. uh, I just loved her. There was one time, I remember, where uh, my older daughter was oh, about three or four, so, and I was heating up some chicken nuggets for her mm-hmm. that she liked. So um, I heated up the chicken nuggets, put them on a plate to cool, Walked out of the room for just a second to see my daughter. Walked back in, and those chicken nuggets were gone. And I laughed. I said, oh, my gosh. And I knew it was her. I could tell it was that little girl. She used to follow me around. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, okay, here's another funny story. So I I love the little girl ghost. Yeah. (laughs) We had had plumbing problems one time. I had to call a plumber. So uh, what the little girl ghost liked to do, she liked to open the door, front door for me a lot. When I would come up the 
the front walk, and I would have uh, arms full of groceries. And it started when one time I, I was walking to the front walk. I said, oh, God, I wish somebody would open the door for me. And the door click, click, opened by itself. I was like, oh, okay, thank you. So I'd always thank her. Freaked my ex-husband out quite a bit, but I just used to say, well, did you thank her? Just say thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so the, this um, plumber came to the door, pure, poor, innocent plumber, knocked on my door. Now, I'm walking down the stairs, and if you walk down my interior stairs, you can stare directly in front of the front door. So I'm walking down. I can see the man's face through the little hole in the front door, right, the window. Uh, so he's standing there. I'm walking down the stairs. I see the the, no, the doorknob starts to turn by itself. I went, oh, my God, and I yell, no, and I go jumping down the stairs. I think I, I took two leaps down that stairs. Mm-hmm slid into the door as it was opening by itself, grabbed the door, opened the rest of the way, and I'm trying to smile at this man. Hi, hi, I'm so glad you're here. This man is staring, pale face. He goes, the door, it, it opened by itself. And I go, oh, yeah, that happens sometime. Okay, well, come in here. I'll show you where the bathroom is. <laughs> no big deal. It's a ghost. And it's a I resident by, ghost. You can feel the little girl walking behind me. I was like, oh, please. <laughs> Talking about the darkness, and you had said, Turn on the light, turn on the TV, and they won't bother you, and they won't come out. Why is it that you think the, the darkness, uh, for whatever reason, why do they come out in the darkness versus the light? Uh, that, that, well, that's always been puzzling to me. I don't know that they come out in the darkness, but it seems to intensify things. When I uh, do walk through houses to investigate for people, I don't care. In fact, I like the lights on, mm-hmm. not because I'm scared of the ghosts, but because I'm a klutz. And if I don't know where <laughs> things are in the house, sure. I'm going to bump into them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, plus, I have a very vivid imagination. And if everything's dark, I don't know what it is. It's going to escalate in my head. If the lights are on, I mm-hmm. can see what there is there. I'm going to get the impression anyway of what's there, but it helps me keep my head because um, – it actually took me a couple of years to learn how to be calm when I did this and not, and not freak out. Okay. Um, so I don't know what it is, but something about not only darkness, but I found that spirits like it when it's quiet. Mm-hmm. When uh, I, I investigate places, I always tell people, I don't care what time of day it is, but you've got to be quiet. And it's better if you just leave me alone or one person comes with me. It's usually like a quiet corner or something that don't just stay on. Um, I, I found that a lot. But... Boy, it, it, in my house, there's some places where you just turn off the lights and it's just, it fuels them. I have no idea why. Do you, I'm wondering because you are sensitive to these things. And for example, when you saw the, the man at your Christmas party, um, and, and there's obviously been other times where you, you've seen these these entities and this sounds almost like they were clear as day. They were just there. How often is it, do you think, that you're out there in public that maybe there are entities around you that you're seeing that maybe other folks are not seeing? Almost like that the old movie The Sixth Sense where you go through the oh, yeah. you know the motions and, oh, you think this person's really there. Is that a possibility or, or is it very distinct and obvious when the entity is in fact an entity and not just another human being? actually have not seen that many with my eyes. I said I would see the little girl quite a bit with my eyes. Um, There was a female ghost in my house I saw with my eyes. Um, The the demonic spirit I saw with my eyes. I have seen, uh, we have quite a few shadow people in there. Mm -hmm. But most of the time, what I will get is a very distinct impression in my head. And the best way I can describe it, it's like if you remember someone, they're not with you, but you remember what they look like in your head, right? Mm-hmm. You can imagine them. Yep, that's exactly the person. Um, you, know, you don't forget them. It's the same thing. You get that picture in your head. 
And I've learned to trust whatever impression it is that comes in my head. I laugh and I tell people, hey, if, if I see a purple dragon, I'll tell you I see a purple dragon, and you can figure it out. But that's about how far I've learned to, to take it because um, I've done investigations before where uh, I walked through a house, I saw these crazy things, and uh, I finally came to the people. I said, okay, I'm going to tell you what I see, and you just can figure it out. Because I, I don't, I don't want to know anything about a place before I walk through it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started to say, "There's okay, I said, there's this funny place by the fireplace on the wall. I said, it's, it's not in the fireplace. It's just kind of up here, kind of on the side of the wall by the fireplace. It feels real negative. And the lady I uh, was doing, who owned the house said, oh, my God, that's where they kept the axe. And I looked at her, and I was like, what? And she said, what else did you see? And I said, okay, I'm just going to put this out here. I said, you have a clawfoot bathtub in a bathroom in the far back of your house. There's a young man sitting in there, and he's wearing a brown pinstripe suit, and uh, he's sitting fully clothed in your bathtub, and he's waiting to go to church. And I said, that's all I can tell you. Well, it turned out uh, there was a horrible murder in this house, which I'm hoping to, to in my next book, and this is true. It was it was a very bad murder in the 20s in this house, which in, it included a young man um, hacking his the family up with the axe, mm-hmm. and he was crazy. After he hacked the family up with the axe, it was a Saturday night. He put on his brown suit and sat in the bathtub, uh, waiting for someone to come bring him to church the next day. And that's absolutely the truth. So that's as far as I can say. When I see things, I get impressions of things. I just say it like it is now. Uh, if these other things are walking around, I suppose they are. Some things I pick up, some things I don't. But I don't think every single inch of everywhere we walk is, is haunted or has spirits. No. Um, I think they're always around, but maybe just some want to be noticed more. Maybe that's the way to put it. Here's an interesting question uh, about that and, and where there are spirits, where you are picking that up. It seems to me, and maybe I'm wrong with this assumption, but at least most of the stories that we get are of spirits that that probably lived sometime in the last 150 years, give or take a little bit. It's very rare from, or maybe even a little bit further back, sometimes you get into, you know, pre-Civil War and and spirits of that that age. Um, Maybe it just because of of our country and you know a lot of it wasn't settled you know previous to a certain amount of well, time possibly. but 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 it seems even in other countries where you hear ghost stories the ghosts seem to not be all that extremely old and with the age of the planet and with the age of of where people would have been wouldn't you assume that there'd be more ghosts out there that that are from much further back than just say the last 200 years i believe they are but that's an interesting question um i have never had the privilege and i want to go there sometime Mm -hmm. to go to places like england stonehenge uh machu picchu places like this that uh are supposed to be very energetically charged and just see what you feel there because again i agree with you our country is very young yeah and uh, of course we have native americans here Mm -hmm. uh and uh i i've been over at new smyrna beach which is over by daytona they have old sugar mill ruins there that are very very haunted by native americans um Mm -hmm. apparently there's shadow figures that crawl around the ruins i haven't seen those but i've walked around the woods uh, that surround it's very thick woods and you can very definitely feel the presence of Native Americans. Now, the Second Seminole War was in the 1800s, and that's when this place happened to be burned. Mm-hmm. Um, 
are the spirits I'm feeling for about that time period? I think so, but they could be older. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, that's an interesting question, but I, I don't know the spirits. I just I haven't been around places that are, have been really that old, more than sure. maybe 400 years or so. You know, in St. Augustine, I think that's about sure. the oldest I've been to. And we've gotten stories from the UK and such too, and it just it seems most of the stories where the spirits are around 200 years old at the max. You know, it, it just it's mm-hmm. one of those those things I've always thought of. Well, why wouldn't there be further back or is there an expiration date on being a ghost? Do eventually, you know, do eventually you 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 move on to the next plane of wherever you're supposed to go? Do you eventually figure it out uh, or move on whatever the case may be? That that's just something that's always kind of kind of troubled me. Something else I wanted to talk about and you brought it up too is is the shadow people this is uh, an yeah. interesting topic because there's there's so many interpretations of of what that uh. is is it is it people is it you know i've heard everything from it's it's another dimension and sometimes it's being reflected uh. onto ours you know there's so many interpretations with your experiences what do you think it is what do you think they are i don't know. They, I could not tell you. They are blacker than black. I mean, it's like a shadow that stands out from the darkness. Mm-hmm. It's very distinctly. The ones I have seen have always been male. Um, we had at least one in my house. Um, the hmm, Yeah, that was just that one. I was thinking, we called it the, the negative male ghost, Mr. Grumpy. We called him Mr. Grumpy, but he really wasn't a shadow person. He was a, a male ghost that I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, but this shadow person that we saw, he used to pop out. Oh, let's see, he, he was in the dining room pretty much. I think I only saw him in the dining room. He would pop out from behind the bookcases. In fact, um, oh, my gosh, okay, I've got a funny story about him. I came downstairs one night, middle of the night, to get uh, a glass of water from the kitchen, where my kitchen was, looked directly through an alcove into the dining room. And I saw this uh, shadow person. I didn't think what it was right away, standing there staring at me. And the first thing I thought, I do not ever think ghost. I think burglar. I am burglar obsessed. (laughs) Sure. And I saw it. I thought, oh, my God, it's a burglar. And all I could think was, my kids are upstairs. Uh, Do I need to get a knife? What do I do? And then suddenly I thought, wait a minute, dog's not barking. The dog would be barking. And I looked, and just as I looked, he darted sideways through the wall, whap, that fast, like, like, like a spider, whap, mm-hmm. and he was gone. And I walked in the dining room, didn't turn the light on, didn't need to, looked around, he wasn't there. Um, I never felt scared of this shadow person at all. Yes, it's creepy, but I was never terrified. I never felt it meant anything more than it just watched. So I, I can't tell you if whether it was what it was. I, I don't know, but he never scared me. He was creepy, and he did just observe a lot. Mm-hmm. And I always thought he was a burglar. <laughs> and that that seems to be the case with most of of those tales, where they don't seem to really do a whole lot, for lack of a better term, other than they're observed you know, by people or they're observing yeah. people. It's not that they're moving things. It's not that they're necessarily you know, have some sort of negative or positive energy. It's just they're kind of right. there. Um, and, exactly. and and that that's what's what's so interesting about it. You, you said that you had heard stories of uh, an area where, where it was very heavily populated by Indians and that people witness uh, shadow yes. people there. What, what do you know about that? Uh, all I've heard is from the park ranger. Uh, mm-hmm. These, if, if you, you can Google it on the Internet, it's uh, the... Um, 
Sugar Mill Ruins at New Smyrna Beach. Okay. And uh, they're really, they're, they're very beautiful. They still have the big old pots you know, where they boil the sugar cane and everything. And uh, what the park ranger told me is that he sees shadow people crawling up the walls of these old ruins. There's no ceiling on them anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't seen them. I got no sense of it. I said, I sense the Native Americans in the, in the forest. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I, what I sense. But uh, that's, all, that's all he told me. He just said... You see shadow people run up the walls, and he didn't want to say much more about it. And <laughs> sure. It's not gonna necessarily going to be in the next National Parks brochure. Come see the beautiful ruins and the shadow people who crawl up the walls. Right. <laughs> <laughs> While you're here, try the bits. <laughs> we have picnics by there. Yeah. It's a nice place. <laughs> exactly. Bring the kids. It's fun. Have a picnic. We're used to it. We, yeah. My kids grow up eating with the ghosts, so they don't care. So do your, do your kids, uh, are they sensitive as well? Did they see some of the things that you've seen? Absolutely. Yeah, my younger daughter is very, very sensitive. My older daughter um, pretends that she's not, but she is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we had some funny times where, um, uh, again, it was when I was in North Carolina for a little while, and my older daughter was 18 at the time, so she was actually staying at the house. I think she was there for a day or two alone, which was very cool because it was the first time she was really alone, you know, taking care of things, big girl. So she was. She would actually go in my bedroom, and she would sweep my bedroom and tidy it up because she's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And she would be in there, and she'd look, and there was a pile of pennies on my dresser. And she thought, hmm. So she took the pile of pennies. She'd come in the next day. She'd sweep. There was another pile of pennies for her. She called me. She goes, Mom, the ghost thinks I'm the maid. It's leaving me a tip. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if the ghost is really, you know, into a cleanly home. You know, I mean, maybe they were like that in life. It makes you wonder how many traits do you take on to with you to the other side that oh. you, you know, you had in life? Is it just like you, except, you know, you just don't have the physical body to do much, you know? I can just tell you that Miss Delaporte, who was the matriarch of the house, or she thought it was mm-hmm. until I came along, she's of the house. And I guarantee you, she was she was one of our mainstay goats there for so long, and she disappeared. I guess she moved on. I really actually missed her. But I'll tell you what, she was a character. She she was never scary, but she thought she owned the house, and she thought I was the maid, and she did not know what I was doing. I used to throw tea parties because I love having tea parties. I had my great-grandmother's china, and I'd get it out, and we just do it. She used to appear at these tea parties totally confused, Sure that she has, she must be that the hostess. She's the hostess. She can't remember uh, inviting any of these people. She doesn't know who they are. She used to sit on the sofa and look very prim and proper all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, she'd get mad at me because I would sit at, at the head of the table and she should be there. And uh, we we had one time where she got um, because she got very angry at me when I would set the table for these tea parties. I would literally be up until one or two in the morning because. This is a very intricate task. Anyone that's been to a tea room knows it just has to be just right. Uh-huh. So I would get out my great my great grandmother's 1920 book about um, uh, it was uh, etiquette and how to set the tea party, and it, it actually told what some of these weird weird old utensils and things were that I had inherited. So I would have this book out. This book was my little tea bible, and I would have it out and you know where I where I put everything. Well, Miss Delaporte appeared one night. She wanted me to go to bed, and she was in the corner just glaring at me. And I just ignored her again. It was in the dining room. I love the dining room. And uh, so I was sitting, sitting at the table. I turn around, and my book has disappeared. And it was right there on the table. Mm-hmm. And it disappeared. And I got so angry, and I said, give me my book back. 
nothing. She disappears. She's not there. I said, give me my book. I finally said, okay, fine. I'm not going to go to bed. It's going to make me stay later now because I don't have the book, okay? So I stayed up, got the rest of the table done, got it up, did the party. Uh, the next day, one of my friends, uh, Dave Latham, who's also an author, he's written wonderful stories, um, Ghost of St. Augustine. He came over. Um, I've done a few books with him. He came over to see me, and I was telling him about Miss Delaporte taking my book. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he was leaving the house, and he told me this later. He, he turned around. He looked at the house, and he said, Miss Delaporte, you know, uh, um, I just me and my, my wife live at, at, alone now. Our kids are grown. Maybe the, this house is too much for you. Maybe it's too many dogs and kids and animals running around. Um, you know, if you do, just give Joanne back the book, and you can come live with us if you want to. Well, that night, my book reappeared. And I called Dave. I said, my book's back. It, it's in the, the bookshelf exactly where it should be. And he started laughing, and he told me what he had done. And, I <laughs> and did she leave then? Was she over? To, did he steal your ghost? No, she, oh. I don't know what happened to her. She hung around for a while. He invited her to, uh, her was, to his place. She moved. Well, he never, but she never did go to his house. Oh, I went okay. over to his house. Oh. Where'd she go? I have no idea. And again, maybe she moved on, but if she did, nobody made her. But oh. she always thought... That was her house, yeah. and she was so confused. I mean, I, I would find her when my kids were babies. I would find her bending over their crib, looking at them a lot of time at night, and I'd say, you know what? I, I understand you don't mean them any harm, but you're scaring them, and you're scaring me, mm-hmm. and uh, you're kind of creepy. So you're a mom. I'm a mom. You were probably a grandmother. Why don't you stay downstairs during the night, and we'll stay upstairs, and neither of us will bother each other. And she seemed to think that was pretty good. That's why she would be... Uh, a little angry when I would be downstairs late at night because if I was past my curfew downstairs, she'd let me know. Because <laughs> that was her place to be. Yeah, she, she was abiding by the rule, and, and I didn't have the right to be down there, but I broke the rule. I didn't care. <laughs> That's really interesting. Uh, and there's a lot more stories, I'm sure, in the book, in your book, Stalked by Spirits. Uh, Vivian Campbell, thank you so much for talking with us. We're going to have to have you on again uh, in the future to, for some more of your stories. I would love to do- I would absolutely adore it. Be sure to check out Vivian's book, Stalked by Spirits. You can get it through Amazon.com. Of course, Barnes & Noble, major bookstores carry it as well. Vivian Campbell, C-A-M-P-B-E-L-L is how you spell her last name. Look it up. Check out that book. It is is very, very good. Thank you so much again, Vivian, for being on the show. You out there, please be sure to subscribe to the show. Press the subscribe button on YouTube, and you will not miss any future episodes and like i said earlier share the love let your friends know about the show you uh you simply take a a little link you share it on facebook or twitter and your friends will know about us and then uh, send me a screenshot of where you shared it and i will send you a bonus episode as a thank you just for you folks who shared the show you uh, email that to tony t-o-n-y at realghoststoriesonline.com and i will send you that bonus episode link until next time From realghoststoriesonline.com, I am Tony Bruschi. Thank you for listening.